This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'm here with my old buddy, All Black. How you feeling, man? 22nd, what's going on? 22nd. I, I like that. I call Adam 22nd. Because whenever I look at that tattoo on his head, I know it's like where you're from, but, you know, I take credit for it, you're too. You're 22, man. Yeah. You're 22nd, I'm 22nd. You already know. Um, what were you just saying? So you have, like, a little documentary thing coming out, or what, what yeah, is Yeah, I got this? a documentary with the album. Uh-huh. Thank you for fucking with me. Right. And um, with Above All, they, they, they told me that they wanted to do a documentary, and I'm like, it's cool. Uh-huh. So when they were shooting it, you know, we in the hood, we showing them my day-to-days and all that. But when I got the uh, first cutback, I didn't know that they interviewed certain people like Jeezy, um, Too Short, um, P-Lows, and shit, a few other people. Uh-huh. I knew they was going to interview my mom, you know, my brother and all them, but I didn't know they was going to interview all them, like my rap friends. Right. So when I I was looking at it and just to hear, you know, how they view me, mm. fucked me up. Right. What, about, what did Too Short say? He was like, he was like, all black. You gotta watch it. But oh, he really yeah. was. He was. He, he said some saucy shit. Like I didn't think he even thought about me like that. I'd be in the studio with short, and he, he do this shit. That's unk. Like you feel me? That's a legend. Definitely. So you know he just be he be doing it. I'd be up in the studio when I'd be rapping my ass off, and he be he be vibing. But when I watched the interview, I mean not the interview, the fucking uh, documentary. documentary yeah. I'm like, damn, bro. I ain't know he fucked with me like that. Mm. I knew it was love, but I didn't know he paid attention like that. Definitely. I I feel like you're somebody who has a lot of respect from your peers that like to an extent that is bigger than the actual like like level that people think you're at in terms of popularity. Like you you clearly have a fan base and shit. But then like there's so many rappers that I fuck with that look at you as like that's a fire fucking artist right now, even if a huge, crazy millions of people haven't necessarily understood yet. I really, I really lock in with, you know, people, my, my rap friends and my, you know, immediate partners in mm. my circle. Everybody get treated the same way. Of course, we have different relationships, but everybody get that high energy mm. and they get the low energy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fabricate nothing. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm, everybody could come to me. Everybody can really sit down with me if they want to. Right. You know what I mean? I don't stray away from nothing. Custodians, owners, I treat them the same way. The thing that I find interesting about your shit is that you a lot of times on tracks will kind of like represent more of like a, a, a just a fire NorCal street rapper. But then you also just take a lot of risks and just go into a lot of different directions and you're so much less scared 
spin a lot of people to like fuck around with different types of production go back to shit that sounds a little bit more 90s more whatever like like there's just so much more variety and you, you take a lot more risks like that and yeah, I, I, that's definitely. something that I really appreciate definitely is I like that you said that because a lot of people don't know that like and as an artist when they tell you to step outside the box try a different beat you know what I mean of course you know it's going to be uncomfortable it's not going to sound like you or if you put it out the people you don't get the same reaction you know that you'll get you know with some shit that's really your sound mm -hmm. and people you know artists get discouraged by that you know what I mean and it's easy mm -hmm. to get discouraged by that if you popping you know in this lane and then you know you want to step outside the box and try this this beat you know what I mean or with this producer you know what I mean it it's it's kind of scary but when I when I kicked it off I was just like we gonna run it right we're just throwing shit at the wall hoping it stick because there's such an established lane for like street rap where you know the videos look a certain way filmed in the hood talking about other neighborhoods whatever the fuck it is and it's like I, I see you as somebody who's like really good at doing that style but then mm -hmm. your like creativity is like doesn't allow you to just sort of like make the same song that a lot of people would be content making over and over. Man, shit, cause I don't do the same shit over and over. Yeah. Like in my day, you know, the music is my diary. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if I'm feeling that at that moment, you know what I mean? That's what I'm on. That's what type of time I'm on. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't wear my heart on my sleeve. Right. You know? And you will see that from project to project. You know what I mean? From the start of my shit, to where we at right now. Right. I mean, when I was kicking off, when I was in the Kim Sun bag, you know I mean, I was in, in a dark place. Really? I mean, and you you can hear that. My second project, it was Outcast, you know, that's after the storm. That's when everybody really started knowing me on the LA side. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the with the Stink Team features and the Shoreline Mafias with the Road Runs and O3 Greedos and, you know, the, the Nefs, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's when it was like after the storm. So I was on, on my flagrant, whatever, moving fast, you know, that's what it was. Mm. And then just after I linked in with Kenny Beats, and Kenny Beats really kind of like, he really helped me without helping me. When I say that thing about you being willing to go in a lot of different directions production-wise and shit, do you credit him with a lot of that? Man, bro, Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats, bro. I don't know, bro. Kenny beats. It's just it's Kenny, bro. Yeah, he's good. Nobody can beat Kenny. Mm. You know, he'll know something wrong, and he won't ask you. He'll just he'll comfort you to the point where you're like, you know what I mean? You're going to sit down and chop game with him. And it's not just me. I watched him do it with huge artists, like superstar artists. You know what I mean? To my partners. That's just up in the studio with me that day. Really? Yeah. Like, he really a dog. He really came down to Oakland, set in the hood, while we shot videos the entire day. Then I took him to my partner's spot to go eat. He sat there the whole day, got loaded, did everything. <laughs> Wavy. Right. Not a care in the fucking world. Right. After that, when I came back, I, it was a different type of respect I had for him, but it never stopped. Now, that's interesting. You said that he could, like, tell somebody, he could tell that something's wrong with somebody and yeah. just sort of have that conversation because it's like that's one thing I think about a lot these days is just how with the internet is like we're so much like so much less likely to just talk to each other mm -mm. and to just spark up a conversation with a random guy that you have no reason to even necessarily inquire about like that shows like a level of humanity that I feel like our phones have kind of taken us away from in large part Facts. <laughs> communication mm. the way people like people don't even know how to start convos no more. right 
Like people don't even know how to, they just say some, some stupid ass shit. I mean, the icebreakers ain't really real, though. I think back to, like, living in New York and just all that time, just sort of, like, you know, we just hang out outside a lot. Like, sit on the stoop, go to the park, post up, mm-hmm. drink a fucking beer out the brown bag or smoke something or whatever. But yeah. it was like we were really just creating conversation out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And I really look back at that like, wow, that's a, a bygone era in a lot of ways. And I feel like if you can do that, that's sort of, like, Sometimes I'll be in a group of people and just like start talking like about ideas and just really like going off talking about shit and I yeah. feel like people look at me like I'm crazy. Of course, <laughs> you know. Of course they are. Of course they're gonna like, like. I don't know. My whole thing is like, I look at it more when I see the kids. Mm. It, it hits me more when I see the kids. Mm. Don't ride bikes no more. You know what I mean? And I just it makes me think like, damn, like the tablet over the bike. Mm. When I was a kid, I didn't give a fuck. We was going outside. We was putting them them cans, you know, on the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We shooting dice. I mean, we running around. We getting dirty. Mm-hmm. I looked at my little cousin's shoes, his closet the other day. I'm talking about, man, that little nigga don't got a scratch on one shoe. <laughs> and he got hella shoes. And I'm looking at him like, man, when I was, I was 12, <laughs> I used to have to clean my shoestrings. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The ends of my shoestrings was gone. I couldn't even... Take them through the next hole, cause I was fucking them up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And running around, kids don't even get dirty no more. Right. They all, they all this. Yeah. I mean, and that, I, like, being outside helped you, you know, di- you know, be around a lot of people. It used to be you know about mean? being outside and just being a part of shit. Yeah. And now it's like everyone is, has a, a fucking camera in their pocket, so it becomes about documenting and we're gonna make a, a thing all the time. It's not really, <laughs> it's not worth doing something unless we're making something yeah. out of it so that a thousand people can see it instead of the couple people that we're with. It's like a weird mentality. And I think the kids who are really gonna be successful are gonna be the ones who can be better than that. No, for real. Though. You know? They, they gotta be able to step out, but you know. Is what you know. Kids go for what they see. For sure. What? So I feel like you had kind of a eclectic upbringing. You were definitely outside, but you had, you had a lot of different influences. Was it your uh, your dad or your grandfather was in the Panthers? Um, my my mom's uncle. My my mom's uncle. Okay. So they was locked in to that point. But all of Oakland, if you mm-hmm. was a man in Oakland, everybody was with the movement. Right. I mean, of course, some wasn't, but they was deeply involved. But striped up, mm. my mom uncle. Right. Really striped up my mama. So talk about what you saw with that as a kid and how you think that you didn't really see much of it. I don't. That's real, like locked in confidential. Really. You know, I knew about it, and I mean, Mm. studied a lot of things, pick up what I knew. But at that time, I was a kid. I didn't really know, and I wasn't. It was kind of like before, before me. Right. Okay. In the '90s, I was born in the '90s. Right. But they don't really talk about it like that. They just know what they know. Really. Yeah, like real shit. That's My mom don't really take it hella deep like that at all. Why do you think that is? You feel like she kind of got... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just always think about the Panthers just in the... Can we talk about gangs so much? And, like, that's such a big thing in rap and stuff. And I always just kind of think back to that and think, that's a lot closer to what all these community organizations were supposed to be. Mm. You know... I don't know. I'm, I'm from Oakland, mm. so... My feelings and my views on, you know, how people rocking with this shit is, is completely different. So when I just start seeing certain shit, you know what I mean? I just mind my, like, uh, an organization like People's Breakfast Oakland. When I'm watching them move and then I see something on the internet or I hear about, some, you know, uh, organization helping and giving back, you know, I just, 
I can't really see it. You know what I mean? It's it's whatever. Cause it that don't look like, you know what I mean, what People's Breakfast Oakland is doing. Really outside, you know what I mean, really providing tents, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, under these if it was really giving hot meals, really giving indigent kids. You know what I mean? Like really giving this shit really outside with the folks. You know what I mean? Any chance I get, I'm out there with them. Donating. My first headline show in Oakland, you know what I mean? All my proceeds went to charity. Mm. You know what I mean? For my my album dropping May 7th, I'm buying out the whole taco truck. I'm about to feed the whole hood for four or five hours. But I do that all the time, though. This was before, you know what I mean, motherfuckers was doing what they was doing. I've been doing this shit for four years mm. on my own pocket. Right. You feel me? I didn't know help, no, hey, hold the camera, position this, ask them niggas, I'm outside. I'm really, I really do this shit. Right. I never needed credit for none of that. I'm really outside with these folks. They know me by my first and last name. Right. So, you know, when I was the, you know, back to the Black Panther thing, like, what it mean to me and how they was rocking, I mean, it don't mean the same to other people. So, I just leave it for what it is and know, you know, keep studying. I feel you. Um, yeah, when, like, somebody starts taking off a bit as a rapper, I feel like you really get a window into, like, how they feel about their own community. Yeah. Because sometimes they're just up and out of there. Yeah. And sometimes you see people who really, like, love it and they would feel horrible about being separated from it or from mm-hmm. just acting like they don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Are you still, like, you're saying you're around all the time and stuff, but... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Do you still have that relationship where you just love the the energy of it? Because that, to me, is like the the best part about like where you're from or when you're from that kind of area is just the 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 pure like there's such a feeling that you get in that kind of environment that you can't get from living off in the mansion in the hills or whatever for real my whole thing is you know i do this shit because you know i mean it's what i do this is who i am Mm -hmm. i don't owe nobody shit so at the end of the day what i pick and choose to do when i want to go back how i want to move that's how i'm gonna move you know i mean that that's my house on 22nd you know what I mean? I don't go there. Oh, it was an abandoned spot. No, the neighbor's not calling the police and all that. I got 50 niggas on the block, you know what I mean, with cameras. There's, you know, Destin and Red Bull, whoever outside, you know what I mean? No, I really do this shit. I don't, I can go back and speak to them. I love the energy. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, these, you know, my family is there. They still in that house. You know what I mean? So we rock up in that motherfucker with cameras. We still got to be quiet because somebody might be asleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Motherfuckers really work. Right. I still got to sweep. I still got to clean up. They don't give a fuck about none of that. You know what I mean? They love me for who I am. They very supportive. You know what I mean? They don't miss a beat. But at the same time, like, it makes me feel like it's my, like it's basically my reset. Mm. 22nd is my reset. When I go back to the hood, you know, I see my people, it's a reset. When I double park the whip, you know what I mean? In the middle of the street, bounce out, lick my thumb, give money to the kids, you know what I mean? Let them show off all in the whip or I mean, or I'm talking to some some smokers, you know what I mean? Whatever. Hollering at them, getting shit right. That's what I do. You slide by, you're going to see me outside. Mm. You feel me? I don't need no help. I'll be watering the grass. I'll be cleaning up outside. That motherfucker don't nothing change. Right. I mean, it's there. You're not concerned about it from a security level? 
uh, I mean, you know, I think about things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But shit, you can get your ass knocked down in Walgreens. It's true. You know what I mean? Depending on the Walgreens especially, but. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think about it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I don't walk around tough. I know mm-hmm. what the, you know, I know when to get the fuck on. And sometimes, you know, you ain't going to know. Shit happen. But my people love me. For sure. You know? What was your uh, high school experience like? I had hella fun. <laughs> hella fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was heavily in the sports my whole life. So, track, football. Uh-huh. And my brother, I got cousins in the league still right now. So, it was it was sports. Right. It was sports. Shit. Fucking. <laughs> trying to beat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Growing up. Just doing shit growing up. You know what I mean? Skipping school, staying in school, going to rallies. I love proms. Mm. I love getting fresh as fuck, you know, for prom. Right. All that type of shit. Damn, you're making high school sound fun as fuck. I, I don't remember I it that good. Friends, bro. Like, I, I went to Pilo. We went to the same high school, the HBKA. Went to school with them niggas. So you got a good attitude about shit because, like, a lot of people talk about the neighborhood that yeah. they're from and make it sound like a fucking hellhole. Yeah. And then a lot of people talk about high school and make it sound like it was fucking yeah. awful. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know some, sometimes I, I be hearing people talk, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't judge, but I, I, be, I be hearing people talk. I be like, damn, bro, you want, you want somebody to feel sorry for you, huh? Mm. I got you. Hold on. Let me help you. Me. Yeah, definitely. You Get can tell when there's the rappers who like are not from a bad upbringing, but they yeah. really would like for you to believe that they're from some crazy All shit. Tough ass. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's this the code, bro. You already gave the code up. Yeah. Nigga, we heard four of your songs already, bro. You didn't gave up everything. So right. when you sitting right here now, what you want to hide the rest? Right. <laughs> you feel me? Like, nigga, you didn't already incriminate yourself, nigga. Why not just say the rest? <laughs> The fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's that's what it be. I don't know. We ain't running the same race mm. when I look at these artists. You know what I mean? Every artist that I've done songs with, I'm fans of them artists. Mm. I'm cool with them in my own way. You know what I mean? Definitely. You know, they can pick up the phone and call me. Like, you know, we laugh and joke. I get on the phone, roasting, making jokes and shit. Talk to E40. <laughs> to figure out what's the right acid reflex for all the alcohol niggas drinking. Really? Yeah, like like what cures acid reflex. I get on the phone with Mozzie, you know what I mean? Davo, we laughing about some other shit. Me and Draco, we roasting. Uh-huh. I'm telling me, nigga, show me your shoes, nigga. You know, you, shit like that. <laughs> get on the phone with Phoenix. Like, I just regular shit. I barely, rarely ever talk about music with these niggas. Right. You know what I mean? Unless I got to get like a verse back or I want something from them, but... It's rare. I had that conversation with people where I'm like, they they think that like rappers talk about rapping all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> rappers don't really talk about the act of rapping like that. They they kind of like make music and like they take it for granted that you're supposed to be in this like state where you're not thinking about what you're doing, and then the song just exists afterwards. And I very rarely will hear rappers be like. You should have done this. Like when you see a rapper have that relationship in the studio of like, nah, nah, do this bar like this. That's mm-hmm. like you know that they have the most intimate connection mm-hmm. because most rappers just don't really like. I don't know. It's they don't like, like take take yeah. criticism and shit. Or, or just like the idea of like digging into it and like like I I never hear rappers like talk about flows. Mm-hmm. They just they just rap and then like the people who listen to them start to try to like diagnose what the different flows are and who started what flow. Yeah. I guess rappers do talk about them time to time, but I mean, probably if somebody took it from him or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't be, I don't be giving a fuck. Like, nah, I love I, what music do to me, you know what I mean? They don't do to the next artist, you know what I mean? Mm. 
Some people just be up in this music shit because they want to make money. So they will imitate, you know what I mean, another artist. And they go they bag. You know what I mean? They rap about a life. They get a bag. You got some people who ain't, they was cornballs in elementary school. Or, I mean, they wasn't popular. So they want that attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, so they want to be an artist. They want to be a rapper because that attention. Mm -hmm. And then you got some people, the music is they die. They come from a long line of... You know, mm. musicians. They just like fucking with music. Mm. I mean. Where do you put yourself in that? The music is my diary. That shit saved my life. Shit got me out of a lot of trouble. Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of getting on Twitter and pillow talking or, you know, tricking myself out of my spot or having people, you know, look at me, I go to the music. Mm. If somebody's speaking crazy, I go to the music. But I will, I will say it in my own way. I mean, I really be talking to myself more than anything. Mm. Reminding myself, look, bro, you got this going. Because that's like who you're making music for is such a pivotal decision because there's so many rappers where you can really tell that they are only making music because they want the music to be popular mm -hmm. and that that's their guiding light. Mm -hmm. And then there's other rappers who you hear and you're like, even like there's rappers I can think of who I feel like I just don't even really like their music, but I'm like, damn, that dude is... He's doing like exactly what the fuck he wants to do because mm -hmm. this shit is not, like this is not what he would be doing if mm -hmm. he was just trying to have a hit. No, for real though. Yeah. Like them niggas when it's certain niggas, they got money already. You know what I mean? Mm. They just want to fuck with it. You got people that's that be acting like they didn't blew up three schools. You know what I mean? And knocked down four niggas like, and I'm just like. Why though? Like, mm. but it sells. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, I know certain artists who don't do that shit. And they tell you they don't do that. Mm. They just rap because they know it's gonna make them some money. Right. And there's something really sad about that. Of like, mm -hmm. if somebody can get to the point where they've completely made it in life, mm -hmm. and they don't have shit to worry about, but then their lyrics are basically just like encouraging violence and like romanticizing selling drugs and shit and it's like there's something kind of sinister about a certain point where it's like bro you are living a life where you don't have to think about any of that shit at all you want to that's what that's what helps me with youtube comments mm. say cheese comments <laughs> fucking double xl comments um shade rooms just big platforms that got the most brutalist meanest comments like mm. comments will fuck our artists up Comments will get a motherfucker smacked. If you really believe that the comments are your reality of how people feel when they listen to your music and not just the people who feel such a extreme reaction that they got to say something negative, you know, that, that will definitely fuck you up. The re and the reason why, and I mean, I don't, I don't be moved by it because it be the motherfucking kids all the way at the tippity top in them gated communities, you know what I mean? Right. And they, they parents work hard is a fucking beans or something like that and they got all type of whips and they got acres on top of acres and mm -hmm. they just got it like that they don't never have to come down you know what I mean to the city they never have to witness traffic it be them motherfuckers mm -hmm. it be them cornballs behind that with no just egg and shit on mm -hmm. they don't do nothing but egg shit on egg shit on egg shit on Inse insecure motherfuckers they jump for it I mean the people who are not sure of themselves you know what I mean the ones who just need a reason to, mm. you know, they jump to the comments. Definitely. I mean. So 
you sound like you had a pretty uh, healthy high school life, and then you went to college too, nah. doing the sport thing. Or you didn't, Mm-mm. you didn't do that. No, I got, I got shot at a certain. Um, when I was in my teens. I got shot, and my partners was, everybody was still going to practice and shit. You know, uh-huh. my brother was already, at Oregon University. You know what I mean, so everything was just going, and it just like my passion for it kind of left, and I feel like all my my drive went to them. So I'm going to their games, like I'm living through them. Uh-huh. I mean, so I think that's what helped me get away from this, you know, the football, because, you know, that was my life. Right. But then so, you get shot and, like, all of it just fucking disappears, kind of? Yeah, like, it wasn't it wasn't a, a bad one, though, because, like, it wasn't, like, all oh, a tragedy. I got the hit uh, and the function, and then just whatever transpired, and I just wasn't as driven, you know what I mean? Because I had mm-hmm. to, you know, I was trying to keep certain shit away from certain people, you know, and move a certain way. And I just started missing out on, you know, my daily routines and shit. So it kind of just, like, I kind of, like, start going this way. Yeah. I mean, when I start going this way, I start looking at other shit. But, I mean, like, it might be hard for you to, like, be so invested in football when you got super real shit happening in your life. It's, like, hard to pay attention to a game. Hell yeah. Like, 2010, hell hell of my niggas had died. And then I was just like, whoa. Damn, I'm going to funerals after funerals. I'm putting my niggas on Hollister hoodies, and they wasn't even dying from, you know, no beef. They was dying through crazy shit, like crazy shit. So it kind of made me feel, you know, a, a certain way at that age. I mean, but that's when I started moving around, doing a lot of traveling. Really? Yeah, like a lot of driving. I love driving. Mm. So I moved to Atlanta, and I mean, I was fucking up 285. Like I love that. I love the South. Right. The South helped me, you know. Who taught time. you about traveling? Um, really, my granddad used to always take us to our football games. Mm-hmm. And he he from Texas, so he he do his driving. He the old school way. He died in '94. He do everything by the book. So everywhere we went, we was driving. Uh huh. So you know, it kind of juiced me up. I don't know. I think that's where it came from. Really? I was just stomping. It helped me think. The road helped me think. Okay, but in terms of like turning driving around the country into a profitable exercise. Where did that kind of come from? <laughs> Figuring it out. You know what I mean? Having time, you know, having space to figure it out. But I feel like you need connections to, like, understand uh, that world, and that's not easy for the average 18-year-old to, like, realize, like, how to actually make the Like, if, I, if that was what I was trying to do right now, I feel like I would be able to make those connections yeah. super easily. But when you're, like, just fresh out of high school or whatever, it's like... Getting rooms and shit, getting hotels, getting my own rooms, you know what I mean? Going online, doing my own shit, like eating my own dinners, you know what I mean? Just at that age. But I was already, you know, running plays. I was already doing shit early, you mm. know what I mean? Got an old soul. Like, I was already running plays early, just, just having fun. So I was able to figure things out. Do you drive at night? Like when you drive across the country, though, like yeah, is it, if if you felt like you were at risk, is it like because I've heard people say you drive the whole fucking time, like drive as fast as possible, not as fast, but you get it done as fast as possible. And I heard people say you only drive during the daylight hours where there's mad other cars on the road because you don't want to be the only car on the road because that makes you too vulnerable. I mean, it just depends on how they ride and what they, you know, mm. how they feel about it. Me, I don't stop. If I stop, you know, what I mean. I always felt like, you know, it's going to take longer. Or if I stop at this spot, I can get blitzed, you know, so I'm like, uh-uh, I'm driving. Mm. Take my little time, pull over. Like, Oakland to Atlanta, 
I did that there and back seven times. Like that was, but I was young, like 18, 19, mm. shit like that. I was always doing that. So seven times? Like, How many times yeah. did you get pulled over? Nah. None? Nah, hell no. Nah. Wow. Hell no. Nah. From Oakland to, I drove from Oakland to Detroit, picked up Peasy. Me and Peasy drove from Detroit to Atlanta. What year are we talking? Stop right there. What's this? 2000? I didn't even know you knew Peasy. That's crazy. 2015, I think, 2016. Before he got locked up this most recent yeah, time. Yeah. Like, I've been, been fucking with him. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I drove from Oakland to Detroit, fucked with him, drove down, locked in with Vezo and all them niggas, GT. Mm. And we just running around. Damn. Yeah, and then I drove back to uh, Oakland. So I just want to. Are you surprised at all to see that like Detroit Flint scene exploding over the last year? I'm hella fucking juice. I'm I'm proud of them, cause I've been a fucking Detroit fan. Like you know, Oakland and Detroit, or the Bay and Detroit, we like cousins. You know, be legit, forty and all them. They was going to the D, fucking with them OG players. You know, back then. So the same way we fucking with them now, our our OGs and our uncles and shit. They been fucking with them. They mm. been locked in, been having gangster parties and shit. Right. So, you know, it ain't nothing but us doing it again. But I, I love the way they rock it. Yeah. You know what I mean? All them coming out, they got hella artists. I be looking up, and this motherfucker's in Detroit that you don't even know about. That's mm -hmm. gas and shit. You know what I mean? Like a, a cash kid. I heard him on your tape a, and shit, yeah. A ca cash kid is a fucking animal. He's dope, A yeah. cash kid, you know what I mean? Like him, a peasy, you know what I mean? You got an I swear Vezo, you got a GT, you got TJX6, like Free Rio. You got Rio, you know what I mean? You got Rio, you got Man, you got hella motherfuckers. They gonna kill me off. I, I love everybody. Shout out RMC Detroit. Mike. Y'all you already know. Babyface Ray going crazy. Baby face a Ray, yeah. Tay B. Mm. And they can go forever. You got the you got the band game. Mm. You know what I mean? Facts. You got the uh, big key. And it feels very like hip hop. When you are listening to these posse tracks that they, tracks that they end up doing with like five or six people, mm -hmm. it's like you don't get that in rap mm -hmm. that often. And when you hear them and they all got that crazy ass energy, Man, like they, their excitement about rapping mm -hmm. is uh, like an addictive yep. thing that'll get you really excited about listening to all those dudes. Like Drago and Bino, like mm -hmm. when them niggas, you know, when they when they slid down, them niggas was they. People was running plays on tracks, like you know, hella people crowded on shit, but they was just. I was like, damn, how did, how did all the motherfuckers get on the song? Mm. But you don't even realize that until probably like after the eighth time you played it. Because mm. it's slapping so fucking hard, you don't give a fuck. You're like, man, it's lit. I, I love they scene. Yeah. I love Detroit scene. The whole Detroit culture, though. Mm. Every time I come out there, man, it's Rex Snap Dog. What the fuck? Shout out Snap on Jesus Sandals, yes. Fuck is y'all talking about, man? Shout out Snap Dog. My, man, bro, I can go for years, bro. Somebody gonna kill me. Somebody gonna. <laughs> y'all already know I love all y'all. Shout man. out YNJ and Louis Ray, come all on, them. Come on, man, yeah. savages. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with them heavy. I fuck with their whole scene, bro. Yeah. Hell of a. I, I flew out there to fuck with Hell of a for a week. Me, my manager, and my product manager, we sit down out there. I'm right. talking about they red carpeters, bro. Mm. I fuck with them. For sure. Oh, yeah. So when did you start taking your rap shit serious? Because are you linking with PZ and all that shit before you're even rapping? Uh, with Team Eastside PZ? Uh, yeah, yeah, Eastside PZ. The, yeah, second, yeah. the second song or third song I ever did in my life was with him. Uh-huh. My, it, like, way before that. Right. This was 2014 or 15. Uh-huh. I was fucking with him. Right. A lot, of, a lot of these artists, GT, you know, a lot of these artists, I've been friends with them. Right. Neff and all them. 
in the Bay Area, all that. Like, we've been friends. Because I hear you on some song saying, like, I was running plays with all these rappers before I was rapping, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, just that, that come down to trapping. Like, I was mm. doing that. I was... That was before I ever touched music. But then how did you actually touch music, though? Like, who was it that was like, yo, hop on this shit? Or were you just fucking around rapping? I was fan. You know, I was, I was a... I was in the bleachers before I ever touched the hardwood. Mm. I've always been a fan of music, you know right. what I mean? Loved it. All my friends, you know, they did music. It was hard as fuck. You can go somewhere, I ain't gonna tell you, but you can go find on YouTube me beating off a Bronco, like the O.J. Simpson Bronco. Mm -hmm. White one, beating off that motherfucker like this, making the beat while my partner's in a circle rapping. Wow. You feel me? I used to hit the beat and they used to just fucking rap or I'd throw them topics shoes and they'd be gassing the whole time right you feel me that's what we did in my hood you know, yeah. i had hella partners that was raw and then i came back from atlanta and i'm like man i want to see what the fuck y'all be doing like how the, like y'all too raw hmm. went in there then voila but i didn't start taking it really really serious until like my manager um my cousin we blood till he was just like off it he was off my my songs like hella hard he was telling me what i could do he, he wrote he wrote my first article. Really? Yes. First write-up ever was my manager. But he was a publicist at that time. He just got out of college. Mm. You feel me? And um, he wrote up in the, in the East Bay uh, Express, in the Bay. Right. And just imagine seeing me in the news. I'm turned. I'm juiced. And then it just went from there. That's when we just locked in. He didn't even want to be my manager. He was just supportive. You know, we, we family. Right. We in Santa Barbara. I mean, keg standing, and you know what I mean. The college life, he fresh out of college, standing. so you know what I mean. We turned. Yeah. But it was it was amazing. That's when I really you know strapped my cleats on, buckled mm. the chin strap, and really start, you know, moving forward. But was there anybody in particular that made you realize like, oh, this is a this is a real hustle. Like, if I actually do this, that I can make serious money, and I could I can make this my future. Or were you thinking of it as like, <laughs> this like, is a lot safer than a lot of the shit I've been doing with my time? Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, who house I went to E40 house and I walked through his hallway. Yeah. I was at, I woke up one night on GZ floor, four in the morning, and I was like, yeah. Mm. I was able to feed all my people off one check for a long time and I was like yeah so it was certain things you know I I went through and I was just like yeah this shit could work I need this music shit mm. let me lock in let me really go get this bag I mean let me pay attention mm -hmm. you can do it from your perspective how did it start blowing up did you have a song that really went crazy before like i remember when i first heard you was just through shoreline and i think it was mm -hmm. before y'all had music out together mm -hmm. uh phoenix was just playing some shit around me and i was just like who the fuck is this guy and, yeah. and that's when i got hyped on it but when did you really feel like oh i'm, I'm having a moment all of a sudden i got a hundred thousand people paying attention to me or whatever um canadian goose if you ask about me at home like i was ghetto go i was Fucking diamond. Mm. Before that, with no shame, two projects for me, you know, rapping on, you know, old samples like Saturday Love and all like shit like that. Mm. I was, I was at that time, but the real turnover was like Canadian Goose, the Outcast project. You know what I mean? Draco had just got out, 
and um, he was slapping that shit heavy. Mm. And then from Draco slapping it, Shoreline told me that's how they they heard him clapping it. I mean, but I was already slapping Shoreline before they even even me jumped onto that. I was already slapping Draco. I knew all Draco songs mm. before he ever even got out and did that. I was in L.A. when Draco got out. You feel me? They got Desto Dub. <laughs> Desto Dub. Shout out Desto Dub. Desto Dub up in, a, in the booth talking about lean on growing trees. And I'm like, what's that? Like, So to this day, you know, that's my boy. We, we laugh about that. Born to Sail Juice. You got to go back and watch that original Dub video where he's burying the pints in the backyard. Oh. I thought he was crazy. Like, when we first saw that, before I knew him, I was like... That's why I love How him. is this real? That's why I love him. Where did this guy really, come from? <laughs> he really, he's, he's serious about that shit. Like, Yo, but in his business, his that's a business mind he right there. his business. The way I've watched him just make connection after connection and just build his shit up to the point where he's at now has been, it's been the joy of my life, watching <laughs> him go from just a straight lean dealer to, to having what? money like he got now. From him pulling up... I'm about to go to the BT Awards with Gazi. Um, and Jim, we about to go to the BT Awards before that. He pull up on me. He was fucking with Lil Pump. He pull up on me. Bounce out, he give me the uh, that's an awful lot of cost service for me. The old school ones. Mm. When they used to have a cup on the hood. Mm, okay. Out the trunk. Like, yeah, bro, where am I? Man, fuck my shit. I'm like, oh, it's love. To me coming back and I'm seeing Dickie. You know I me, mean? Dickie, so I'm just all over the place. Yeah. That shit really made me smile, bro. One of my one of my Dauphine cousins still got that that pink and that green one. Mm. I'm like, where you get that hoodie from? The shit that makes me so happy is just when I see like a a, a music video of some kids from Atlanta and they I, they all got the shit on. Yes. And I'm yes. just like, I know you, I know y'all have not no. all even met him, but you just recognize that this is some. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that really pisses me off is I just. It's not that I hate designer overall, but I just like way rather see people support their own community and their own homies. And I heard somebody saying a song recently. They're like, I wear my homie shit like it's designer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's why I fuck with dub shit is because people actually do rock that shit Mm -hmm. like it was some fucking Balenciaga, even though it's him making it in fucking Santee Alley. No, for real, though. That's real. Like, I seen one day I seen Thug with a turtleneck on (laughs) and I stopped like. And I'm even I'm a fucking young thug. I'll be in his fan club. And he got a new project that out that I haven't had time to listen to. Yeah, savage. I fuck with thug heavy. I seen him with the turdy on, with the turtleneck, and I'm like, when I seen Desto Dub, I was so fucking happy. He mm. would have thought it was graduation. <laughs> I was juice. You feel me? Just to see like somebody wearing it, what it mean to him? It don't mean the same thing to him. But I know it. I I don't know, you know. Inside what it mean to you, but I know as a friend like what that means. And so I'm juicing. Yeah. Hell happy. Definitely. The fuck. So um okay, so how did you actually start bridging that gap between like you and Draco and the Sting team and like like how did you actually meet Draco and like like I, I noticed you guys still have a good relationship, still doing a bunch of fire music. You got a new song out together off your new project that's not even fully out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ego, yeah. Where where how did you originally meet him? Draco was um like he had, he was slapping the uh, Canadian goose. Oh, okay. And you just tapped in because you knew he was, a, he, he was fucking he was, with it. Yeah, he was slapping it, and I'm sitting there like, out of all these fucking songs I know, you know what I mean? Like, hell no, this ain't happening. My partner uh, Steph has sent it to me. Mm-hmm. It's me and him as fans, so he has sent that shit. He has sent me the video of him going crazy to it. I'm like, hey, bro, I appreciate it. Ah, and we just locked in. His first show when he was out, it was at the observatory. He had mm-hmm. just got out. His first show back, he called me and Jim. Me and Jim 
pulled up. We drove out, out here from Oakland. And uh, we went to go fuck with him. Mm-hmm. And we that's when we met the whole, all the stinks. Feel me? Ralphie became family, you know? Like everybody, the whole stinks. Feel me? We just was fucking with them niggas. We was fucking with them niggas. Them niggas was fresh niggas. They had cleats on, <laughs> saucy ass shoes. You feel me? Like cleats. shit like us. You, yeah, man. I, I love your slang because I'm slowly realizing you're not <laughs> actually talking about people wearing cleats. Nah, yeah, man. The the play runners, man, what you run your plays and what you work in. You right. Know? You in that field, right? Mm-hmm. No cleats. So, yeah, like that. We locked in with them niggas. You feel me? We just rocking. Then just in the Greedos. You know what I mean? Just, just like at that time, that's when niggas was. That you know what I mean? That's when everything was like right here. You know what I mean? So when them niggas was coming to the bay, we red carpet landed down the same way they laid down for us. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But it was amazing, bro. Like, I locked them with them. Like I love Shoreline. Mm. All fucking four of them. Period. Like I said, I love all four of them. Talk to all of them, man, you know, in my own way. Right. Who with them? But they know what's happening. Every time I see them, it's like yesterday. We don't gotta talk about nothing. Wait, then that's what any artist though. Mm. I don't want to hear about what the fuck happened in this and happened with that. What's going on? Mm. You been chasing peace? What's happening? No, I'm not about to guess if you okay. Niggas, you good? You straight? <laughs> All right, we straight then. You ain't? Come on, let's go get right. Right. If I ain't got nothing to drink for you, you know what I mean? We gonna, we gonna unwind. Nigga, let's do some push-ups. I might stop at 17 or something because I ain't been, you know, getting right, but let's do something though. Right. Feel me? Get back in that bag. Get, nigga, get in your duffel. Mm. I mean, and that's how I want them to, you know, treat me, embrace me like that. Right. Come to one of my sessions, you know, you ain't feeling it. Stop the fucking. We ain't gonna. We don't, don't got to play no music. Yeah. I learned that from uh, my producer DTB. Before I even make music, he sit down. We talk for like three hours. Right. Then he makes the beat, and it'd be like one of the best beats ever, because he just felt my energy. He just got updated. It's about the energy, when it comes to music. Yeah. Because motherfuckers can rap on beats all day. But it's like the one that's gonna really hit is gonna be the one that has some fucking real feeling behind it. And you can't really get that unless you just. That's why the album, Mike, uh, my album, bro. Thank you for fucking with me. That's why I named it Thank You for Fucking With Me. You know, people always know me for, you know, speaking my mind or, you know, saying, like you said, saying shit that, you know, people wouldn't say, you know, things like that. I always felt like the beat didn't judge me. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Nah, that's just really how I feel. So I, the album, you gonna hear some crazy. I got some good shit on there. I got some great features on there. Mm. I got Jeezy on that bitch. Fody on that bitch. Sada Baby on that bitch. Peasy on that bitch. Ooh, I got Vince Staples on that bitch. Hey. He came buzzer beater. How'd you guys get connected? It's my partner, bro. My partner, like. Without even shaking his hand, I ain't never shook his hand before. Right. But that's my partner. I feel like I've been knowing him for life. The way he explained my music to me really made me feel like, damn, this is my partner. Mm-hmm. It's a partner I ain't never even, you know, locked in with. The way he broke my shit down and let me know, I'm like, wow, bro, like, that's lit. And you know, Vince, Vince is a dog. Right. To the music world and his hood, you know what I mean? Niggas know, that's Vince. So for him to break that down and just be paying attention to that, that shit really cut me deep, bro. I really fuck with that. So I got some gas on that bitch. You gonna love it. Respect. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird to think back on that uh that time period. Like, Shoreline broke up, Greedo locked up, 
Draco, thank God, luckily was able to get out because for a minute there, it kind of felt like, damn, are we going to see Draco again? And it, it's weird to like look back at these time periods that were so fucking vivid in my memory. Yeah. Like that's one that I definitely knew that it was something special. Yeah. I was on a, I was on tour, making them hook, lock my lock my phone into the Bluetooth, and I was used to talk to Draco for hours while I was on tour. Really? Yes, literally on the phone, run through the minutes. Call right back. We on that motherfucker laughing, joking. Me and his auntie, we a one. Shit, I was. It just, it just fucked me up. Even being that rolling loud, mm. having them on the shirt, like, and I'm, I look down, like, man, my nigga ain't even dead, like, but it felt like it. Mm. You know I mean, like, I was talking to him too, but it felt like it, like, damn, bro. So that's why, you know, when he had got out and shit, that's why, you know, I, I felt like that. Like, damn, man, that shit was crazy. I'm happy he home. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, people don't know, like, bro, he really dropped his nuts. You feel me? At a time when the scene that, like, just the West Coast rap scene, niggas wasn't even on that type of time. Mm. He was the odd job, you feel me, at that time. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Niggas lingo, niggas know the truth. <laughs> niggas know the truth. I ain't even finna go that deep. Niggas know the truth. Right. Feel me? Definitely. Um, where would you say that, your motivation comes from in terms of like where you think you're trying to get to in the rap game and and because i mean there's like a certain it's, it's a cliche but you know a lot of norcal rappers just stay norcal rappers mm -hmm. and you can be popping in that world mm -hmm. and never really go outside that world yeah. um what what do you aspire to get out of all this um for me personally uh i'm just chasing peace mm. I wanna, I wanna make great music. I wanna make people feel good, and if people feel good right now, you know what I mean. I wanna keep making people feel good. More people feel good, you know what I mean. I don't. It's not a certain bar. Like it's not, it's not a. I'm not, I'm not hit chasing. You know what I mean. I, I like it. You know, of course, everybody wants to hit. You know, what mm -hmm. I mean? that'd be amazing. Of course, gotta give a nigga an extra boost. You know, to do more. You know, and be on that. But I ain't on that. I wanna make good music. And then when this shit over with, when I finally hang it up, I can say I ran my plays. Mm. I did my best. So when I walk away from that motherfucker, I walk away. I go to another chapter and I go win. I go execute in that chapter. Mm -hmm. You feel know I me? Mean? It ain't that. Plaques, yeah, that's cool. That's A1. Projects, A1. Every project I want you to have, I want you to, like, I want it to be cohesive. I want you to step into that world. I want you to really feel me, feel my energy. You're going to hear some shit on my project or even on a song, you know what I mean, that's gonna hit home, or something that you was afraid to say, or the way you feel, you know what I mean? And it's gonna let you know you ain't the only one. Mm -hmm. So uh, people be giving me feedback on the music, I be like, okay, I'm not alone. Really? Fans can feel like that, like, they're like yeah, you helped me. But it really helped the artist too. Mm. Sometimes the artist will come off, I don't give a fuck. Right. You know what I mean? But really do. Yeah. It's, it's serious, bro. It's, it's, it helped me a lot. Definitely. How much do you care about... Like, I feel like... I told you that I feel like you're super respected by, like, a lot of your peers, maybe even more than your numbers suggest, and, like, you yeah. seem like you kind of have that about a bunch of different people that you respect in the game. Like, is, is your respect the most important thing in terms of how you view what you're doing in the rap game? I mean, yeah, of course, but in my respect, but my music, too. You know what I mean? I want my I want my music, you know what I mean, to be 
up there with my respect. Mm. You know what I mean? My respect up there, you know, I want my music to go up there. And I want I want no handouts. Like, meaning that I don't want y'all to like just throw it up there, you know. I'ma climb them ladders. My music are just like I climb for my respect. You know what I mean? I'm gonna climb for my music to be up there too. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't just wake up with respect. Like, I don't give a fuck who is locked in in my name and who my brother is, like who my, you know I me, mean? who my mom is, you know, what, I mean, what stats I got, I still had to climb up there. Right. Everybody around me had to climb up there. You know I me, mean? climb up, build that respect to, that's how I go. See, a lot of motherfuckers think they could buy respect. See, you could buy music. Mm. You, could, you know what I mean? You could buy, you could buy attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't buy respect. You give a fuck what you talking about. You give a fuck how much you got. I know hoods you can go to, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> They don't give a fuck if the biggest motherfucker go there. You're getting stripped. <laughs> <laughs> not because they're poor. Not because of that. No, you're just getting stripped. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Come through here. Like, you know, there's certain people that you can't buy that. Yeah. Can't buy that. If you're a bitch, you're you going to be a bitch. If you're a cornball, once you get money, you're going to be a super fucking cornball. Mm. You know what I mean? So in music, you know, I see that. That don't make me mad. You know, when I be seeing this, I be hearing artists like, oh, man, he a bitch or... I don't fuck with him because he a bitch and the way he moving, that don't make me number. I know what I'm here for. Mm. I mean, I've been in jail. It's been squares around that motherfucker. You know, I've been in good rooms. It's been squares in that motherfucker. Fake shit. You're going to see fake shit everywhere you go. Definitely. How did you end up on that Blueface and g Easy song? Cause that was like one of the. That's still number one in here. I your, like that, Adam. I like that you said that. It's a good transition. Say that right again. There. That's awesome. Say that one more time. How'd you end up on that Blueface and G Easy song? Because <laughs> that's still like number one on your uh, Apple Music and everything. And mm -hmm. I was just always curious about that because it seemed like, you know, you're not like a industry rapper. It's not like like <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't really seem like there was much of a reason for you to be on that song aside from the fact that they just fuck with you and wanted to show you some love. Mm -hmm. That's love. That was my song. It was your song originally? Yeah, it was me and G-Eazy song. We made it in West Oakland. Oh, that's dope. And as we was making it, um, as we was making it, he was like, yeah, man, I want to get YG on this. This was way before it was that. And then as time was going on, we were supposed to drop a project, but I was moving around a little much. He was like, hey, what's up with this song? I'm like, oh, yeah, you can have that motherfucker. Mm. Like, we going to make a hundred more. He like, yeah, because I want to put such, 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 man, run that. He like, hell no, I'll get on it too. My man, you better go run that play. You feel me? We got a hundred more songs. We gonna make a hundred more songs. Whatever. He like, it's good. A week later, G B and G, drop your verse on this shit. I'm like, all right, bro, come on, ran it. Mm -hmm. Got it back, and then it was that. It was a play. We had hella fun making that record. Mm. Me being on any anything, I'm appreciative. You feel me? But. It's just fun, bro. I don't think of, of it like that. If, he, if I'm on a song or it don't work, it don't work. But there's got to be a lot of times where you just get on a song like that and all of a sudden you got like thousands of people dropping comments that have never heard you before that have opinions about you yeah. and your style. Yeah. Is there ever like a, a moment where, because we were just talking about the, the Draco and Sweetie song and yeah. how there's all these Sweetie fans that are hearing Draco for the first time and they're like, what the fuck is this? I, I assume that some percentage of like the G Easy fans were like, "Who the fuck is this guy, and and what is he doing on this song?" Bro, I, I heard some of the sauciest <laughs> roast ever, like some of the funniest, <laughs> like sauciest, cruelest 
shit. I'm talking about shit had me laughing. Mm-hmm. Some shit had me like, you know what I mean? But I know what I signed up for. You know what I mean? And nobody's going, not everybody's going to like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not everybody's going to like you. And it's people I know that like me. It's people I know that really love me, really support me. It's people I know who really rap my shit. Mm-hmm. Word for word. You know what I mean? They don't care if I'm around or not. So, tomato, tomato. I feel you. No. Yo, yo, the, like, that last video you put out, the Kaniho video, I believe yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a, a, such, a, like, an artistic departure from a lot of the stuff you've done in the past. Like, I feel like you probably know that you can make more, like, street-sounding-ass records that mm-hmm. are just, like, kind of consistently do well and sort of that's probably what a lot of your fans want to hear. Mm-hmm. But... It feels like you probably wouldn't really be happy if you just sort of did the shit that your fans wanted to hear over and over. That's, thank you for fucking with that video because we really had a lot of fun making that. We was in the middle of the desert. We went to Joshua Tree. Mm. You know what I mean? We really sat down, really do it, but I love the whole 70s vibe, you know, all that. So they, we got the treatment together. We was able to, I've always wanted to, you know, move like that, mm. but I just didn't know how to do it. So as time went on, you know, we got in that. I was shooting wild videos like that, like with 304, you know, shit like that. But now we, as 2021, as I'm elevating as an artist, you know what I mean? I'm trying to grow. I want these visuals. I want y'all to really step into my world. Like you can hear, you hear the gas, and you know what I mean? But I want you to really step into this world and really just feel that energy. You know what I mean? And videos really play a huge part in that. No, so I got some more crazy shit. But being as a, what your fans want you to make, you know what I mean? What your fans want you to make, of course, they're going to always be fans of a certain style of you or what, what they fell in love, the song they fell in love for, and they're going to want you to keep making that song. Mm. Keep making it, keep making it, keep making it. They're going to keep wanting that, you know? And as an artist, you know, it gets, it gets very, very hard. Because you have to have the strength to be like, <laughs> you, you, you say you want this, but I'm going to give you this. You know, like Kendrick would not have made a bunch of classic albums if he if he made Good Kid, Mad City over and over. You know, like he had to take a yeah. departure, and you could say that about every classic album. There's there's always a departure from the norm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a classic. Yeah, for real though, it really is. That is true. They that's why on on like on projects, I like to go. Okay, how can we set it up? You, we want to start off a party, you feel me? We want to start the project off with a party, you know what I mean, and end it in the dark, or do you want to start in the dark and end at a party? Mm. You know what I mean? So on the dark side, it'd be the personal, they know this is what they know me as, you know, this, and then the party would be the lit, the wop, the this, the that. So in the party, you can step outside the box. Mm. I mean, in the dark shit, I mean, they, it's you. Yeah. You can give them that. You can give them the shit that they love, you know what I mean, what they fell in love with. Right. But the new shit, just make it a party. Mm. Throw a fucking party. You can do anything in a fucking party. Right. You know what I mean? So that helped me as an artist. Because sometimes, you know, you as an artist, you keep getting into a better and better place in your life and things get more optimistic. But then, like, a lot of times the fans, they they really want to hear some some terrible shit. They want to hear some atrocities on the they beat. They love 
<laughs> they love the dark shit. Right. They love the dark shit. But you didn't get into the place that you're in to be more miserable. Honestly, the music, like I said, the music is my diary. So, like, I got songs, like, I got certain songs, like the gold line or something. You know what I'm saying? And they'd be like, what the fuck? He okay? Like, you know, certain like that. And I, it, it makes me laugh because... Like, yeah, I'm, I'm A1, I'm fine, you know what I mean? I leave it all on the beat. You know, fans, they'll judge you off that, you know, start a whole new life for you. Mm. You know what I mean? You'll say a lyric, and they'll be thinking that you this, and they'll just run with it. Mm -hmm. But as the artist, you know, it's going Yeah. Artists trick themselves off, out they spot a lot. This is true, for sure. Um, okay, what, what else is important for the people out there to know? The fucking project. The project. Um, When's it fully released? May 7th. Okay. The project, um, me growing as an artist, me growing as a man. Shit, I be on diaper duty, taking care of the babies, you mm, know? That's shit good like duty. that. Yeah, just regular shit. Like, Adam's still rocking and rolling. It's still dusty. I'm still in the building. I'm still, you know? My kid I, just started eating banana. So now her shit is like all chunky. It's a whole new. I rather take, I rather, <laughs> rather take as as a father. I rather take the heart instead of the run. Mm. You got to change the onesie all the times. But <laughs> it's love. I love everything it come with, man. Being a father is is amazing. Mm. But other than that, just grinding, man. The project. Just look out for eight, more A one shit. Shout out Empire. You've been fucking blessing me. You need that interview, Gazi. The boy right there. Mm. Uh, yeah, they've been blessing me. Shout out all my people, you know. The West is on the rise, and they still rising. Facts. And that, that honestly, your project is one that I'm super looking forward to, so that's going to be Thank you, bro. exciting Thank to you. hear that. Thank you, yeah. Just have fun with that shit. That's all I try to do, have fun and chase peace. I actually want to dig back into the, your older projects, too. Because mm -hmm. I, I remember, like, the, the ones I first listened to, I gotta go like revisit those because it's been a while. You gotta fuck with. You gotta go back to like the No Shame Two. Mm. You will look. You will listen to that and you'll be like, damn, damn, that's my partner. Like, damn, like he was moving like that. <laughs> yeah, but every project, guy, man. yeah, man, right. <laughs> every project. Like, had a lot of fun with this shit. I'm having fun with this shit. This shit feel good. For sure. Don't overthink shit. All black. Don't overthink shit. <laughs> nah, that's that's Kenny Beats. I know. <laughs> I didn't even realize when I said it, and then I, I was like, "All right." Kenny Beats. You go around him. Yeah. Yeah. It's shout out Kenny, man. Shout out Kenny. Facts. All black, no jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Go listen to this man's music. He's been killing it. Thank you for fucking with me. Cheer. Much love, man. Yes, sir.